Welcome back to Inside Fantasy Football. I'm your host, Todd Garza. Today, we are going to go over week 14 streamers. We are going to get as many games as we can covered. This will be a two-podcast week. We are in the most important time of the fantasy football season. This is the first week of playoffs for most leagues. Some leagues I'm in are starting their playoffs next week, uh, but most formats will be starting this weekend. We are going to dive deep into streamers, uh, guys a little bit off the radar or players that I think people are having trouble choosing uh, to put into their lineup. Uh, There's a lot of debate right now in the emails. I've been back and forth. Uh, I put a lot of prep into this week. I know how important it is to a lot of guys. There's money on the line, pride, bragging rights, whatever you want to call it. Uh, If you are a new listener or a return listener, you can email me at toddsfantasypicks at gmail.com or you can hit me up at Twitter. My handle is at InsideFFWT. Uh, Today we are going to start with the streamers, players that I think people are having uh, that might have picked up on waivers last night or debating on picking up on their waiver wire today or later in the week. Uh, Guys that I think might be on the bench uh, that I think could be a decent piece to use in this first round of the playoffs. Then we will get the week 14 coverage of each game started. We won't finish all 16 games today. I will finish that on the Friday podcast along with some more streamers if needed. I'm going to do as much as I can to help you guys out. Uh, I want to start with uh, guys that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Continue to uh, do what you got to do to get your uh, lineup set I know it's upsetting that you didn't make the playoffs, uh, but you should continue to set your lineups. Do what you got to do to finish in the place that you deserve. Don't give up and walk away from the season with a couple weeks left. Go ahead and finish out the bracket. Uh, It's not a good look. It's just for fun anyways, even though I know there's some money on the line for quite a bit of people. Uh, A lot of what I do, if if I have a really bad season, this year I did not have a great season. 12 leagues, I only made the playoffs in six. Uh, A good thing to do this time of year, if you still have the juice, is to play some DFS on DraftKings or FanDuel. That will fill the void, and you can actually make some money there, and it's a little bit easier because you are picking uh, the lineup within your budget every week. You're not having to worry about uh, what you drafted early in the season. So that's just a little bit of advice for the people that didn't make the playoffs. Uh, Just learn from your mistakes. Uh, In those six leagues, I didn't make the playoffs. And even in the leagues, I did make the playoffs. And I made some some pretty gruesome mistakes in the draft. Uh, I was heavy with David Montgomery early on. I drafted him way too early in some as high as the third round in a couple leagues. I just assumed the Bears were going to go heavy into that rookie. He's got the talent. It just, with no offensive line in Trubisky, and throw in Matt Nagy's horrible play calling, uh, you get a recipe for disaster for a rookie running back. And that's uh, what really hurt me. I drafted Mayfield. I was one of the guys high on Baker Mayfield coming into the season. Uh, lucky, Luckily, in the six leagues I did make the playoffs in, I was able to lick my wounds and uh, get through it. Uh, James Conner, I was a heavy James Conner owner. He's hurt me in the second half of the season. 
uh, it happens. So nobody's perfect in fantasy, even the guys like me that think uh, we've got it down to a science. Uh, it's imperfect, and you don't know what's going to happen on Sundays. Uh, Nick Foles, Tyler Lockett this past week are perfect examples of guys that should as far as forecasting what they're going to do, should have better days, and it just absolutely falls apart. Uh, Nick Foles finished with negative points. That's very, very rare for a quarterback. And Tyler Lockett was on the field for, I think, 90% of the plays. Uh, Did not get one catch or any yards at all. So he didn't even help the PPR guys. It's pretty unbelievable how that went down. I know they had the flu bug there, but still... You would think that Tyler Lockett would be hit for at least a couple crossing routes in a game for the Seahawks, at least get you a couple catches, 20-something yards, something. Uh, But stuff like that happens in fantasy. Nobody can predict a lot of those things. Uh, First thing I want to jump right into today is your streamers. And uh, off the grid, guys, there's a lot of guys here that might be on people's rosters that I think are on the bench and people are debating on putting them in. We're going to start with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I am actually starting him in a couple leagues. Prob- well, it's not a final decision yet, but I'm probably going to start him over Josh Allen this week. And Josh Allen was a big reason why I did well in the in the six leagues I did do pretty good in. Uh, I understand the love for Josh Allen. This kid is special. I mean, he is... To me, he's almost Cam Newton-like with his running ability. He's got the rifle arm, a better arm than Cam had, but he doesn't have the quite the running skill that Cam has, but he does have the size and the ability. So I love Josh Allen as a football player, and he carried me in quite a few leagues this year. But uh, if I have the decision in this week one where everything's on the line, Ryan Fitzpatrick is going against the New York Jets, Without Adams, it's looking like he's not going to play this week. He has never missed a game for the Jets. I do think that secondary is going to struggle without their leader. He's not only the leader in the secondary, I think he's pretty much the team captain for the entire team. So Jamal Adams not back there for that secondary for the Jets is going to be a problem. Uh, Fitzpatrick has been trending up because they don't have any running backs in Miami. They, they are just absolutely depleted in the backfield. Their only hope is to throw the ball. And I believe this is that one lock-in game where I think Fitzpatrick, his floor should be pretty decent. Do I think he's going to go off and score you 30 to 40 points? Who knows? It's possible against that Jets secondary. Uh, But I do think his floor is going to be at least 15 to 20 points. Probably closer to 20 points is going to be the Fitzpatrick floor. Just off yards alone, he's going to get a TD or two. And I really believe that's his floor. So, to me, he's a very safe pick this week against this Jets secondary in New York. Supposedly, it's going to be decent weather. Nothing crazy weather-wise. So, the quarterback should have a decent time. In that same conversation, my second streamer of the week is his opponent, Sam Darnold. I know he hurt me last week really bad in a couple leagues. I understand the hesitation to put Darnold in this week, Uh, but he's playing a weak, very untalented 
They're going to play hard, but untalented defensive group for Miami. I think Sam Darnold is going to be a very, very good streamer this week. It is a five-star matchup against this Miami team. I think the Jets losing to the Bengals last week is going to give them a little spark on offense, especially going against a weaker team in Miami. Plus, Miami did beat them earlier this year. I think the Jets are going to have a little chip on their shoulder in this game. So to me, Sam Darnold is right there with Ryan Fitzpatrick. I would probably start Sam Darnold over Josh Allen and a few other top 10 quarterbacks this week. That is how good of a week I think Sam Darnold should have this week. Is it risky for Darnold and Fitzpatrick? Yes. But if you have a quarterback... And I am one of those unlucky guys, like I said, that was heavy Baker Mayfield. I have been scrambling for quarterbacks all year long in quite a few leagues. I ended up with Winston in a few, Josh Allen in a few leagues. Uh, It's been a scramble on my end. And I'm sure there's some other guys in a similar situation. This is the week. And I've had these guys planted on my benches. There's a couple I picked up on waivers. This is the week for Donald or Fitzpatrick to get you through round one. Now it's up to you. I do think they're very similar. I don't think they're going to have much difference in points. I think both of their floors are going to be around 20 to 22 points. If they dip under 20, it's not going to be by much, just off of volume. So Darnold and Fitzpatrick are safe streamers this week if you need a quarterback. I know we're dealing with a lot of playoff action here. And in playoffs, uh, most guys are going to have their quarterbacks. That's how they got to the playoffs, and I understand that. So this is probably for your lower seeds in the playoffs. Fitzpatrick and Darnold are going to be very affordable on DFS for my guys that listen for uh, daily fantasy purposes, for your fan duels, your DraftKings. Fitzpatrick and Darnold are going to be very affordable. I would go with those guys and build heavy in your running back and wide receiver. That's going to free up some budget for those guys. We're going to move on to a couple running backs that I believe are streamers. They're probably on some people's benches. I don't know how many waiver wires they're going to be on. Uh, But if they're on your bench, I think this is the week to start them. The first one I'm going to start off with is Carlos Hyde for the Houston Texans. I know it's been heavy Duke Johnson lately for the Texans, and he will still be part of their game plan. But the Denver Broncos have a pretty decent pass defense. Watson is special and still needs to be started in that Texans offense. I do think he's going to still score some points for you, and they're going to do some damage through the air. But the Broncos, without Wolf, one of their defensive linemen who went down with an elbow injury this week, he is a big part of their run game. He's a run stuffer, blocks a lot of lanes up the middle. Without him, and with their defensive setup focused on the passing game, It should be a running funnel game for the Texans. I think that the Broncos are going to funnel towards the run on defense, and that is going to lead to a heavy Carlos Hyde load this week. I think he's going to get at least 15 to 20 carries. He'll get all the goal line work. And I know Watson snakes a lot of his goal line uh, touchdowns, but I do think this is the week where Carlos Hyde is going to get some work. Even in PPR, even though he's not huge in the passing game, I think that his running yardage and his possible touchdown upside should cross all formats. 
So if you're a little weak and you need a running, your second running back, you're going with, you know, your basic setup is two wide receivers and a flex, two wide receivers, two running backs, a tight end and a flex. If that's, that's the normal setup. Outside of that, uh, email me and we'll talk uh, in deeper context to see if Hyde fits into that. But in that normal setup, if you're needing a flex or if you're needing an RB2 and Hyde is on your bench, this is the week to start Carlos Hyde against that Denver defense that is good against the pass, not so much against the run. And I think the Texans, they know they can win this game. I think their defense is going to be stout against that rookie quarterback. And I do believe that they are going to run the ball with Hyde this week. And don't forget, he's very, very valuable around the goal line. He runs hard. He runs strong. My second running back, it was a heavy waiver pickup last week. He paid off. I know he's not as much fun as James Conner is. But, and James Conner I know right now is in the doghouse with most people, including myself. I drafted him in most of my leagues. Uh, Benny Snell. Benny Snell is getting the rock. They like the way he's running the ball in this setup that they have with Duck Hodges at quarterback in Pittsburgh. And I think Snell against this Arizona Cardinals team, they're a little bit better against the run than they are the pass. Uh, But overall, with the way Gurley looked against them last week, they're overall just a pretty weak defense. Especially now that they're not playing for anything. I think they're going to lose a little bit of their edge. I think the Steelers, they don't have the type of team, at least on offense, that's going to go in there and blow anybody out. But I do think they're going to go heavy run. They're going to use Samuels and Snell. And I do think Snell will get the goal line work. He's a power back. So because of the touchdown upside, and I do think he's going to get at least a 20-carry game, I think Benny Snell is a good streamer this week at flex. I think you could even slide him in your RB2 if you're weak at the running back position and heavy in other places. We're going to move on to a few uh, wide receivers. I know that you know due to PPR and just the way the NFL is being played uh, these days, wide receivers have gotten more and more important each year in fantasy. So I've listed uh, five pretty strong streamers. I may list more on Friday. This list may continue on my Friday podcast, by the way. These are the streamers at the beginning of the week that I feel the best about. Uh, The first wide receiver I want to talk about is Robbie Anderson. I know he hasn't had the greatest of seasons, uh, but like I said earlier, Sam Darnold is a good streamer this week. Anytime there's a quarterback that fantasy overall the experts are talking about having a good week that means there's going to be some receivers on the other end of that if Darnold is going to have a big day against Miami that means to me that Robbie Anderson you know of course Jamison Crowder's in the mix but Robbie Anderson since a lot of people are down on him he's definitely been trending up a little bit quietly lately he was a hundred yard receiver against Cincinnati in their terrible game last week And I believe they're playing a a worse secondary this week. I think Darnold and the Jets are going to play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after the disappointing loss against the Bengals. And I do think Robbie Anderson is going to get some looks from Darnold. That gives him a little bit of touchdown upside. He's always games that he's involved in. He's usually good for a big player or two. I think he's a worthy flex wide receiver three this week. If you're weak at receiver, dealing with injuries, or however your situation might be, 
I do think if you are needing to fill a spot at wide receiver or flex, I do think Robbie Anderson is a decent choice this week. Miami is just not good in the passing game on defense. Uh, It should. I thought it was going to happen last week, but the Bengals have been trending up. The Dolphins gave up 30-something points to the Eagles last week. They did win the game, but they did it on offense. Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins' offense just opened up against that Eagles secondary. The defense did not look good against the Eagles. So, you know, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson, Crowder, Darnold, Griffin at tight end. These are guys that are going to be in play this week because they're playing the Dolphins. I do think Robbie Anderson, he's on my list just because I know a lot of people have trended down with him. It's scary to start Robbie Anderson. He's burned me a few times over the last couple years. This week is a decent week to start Robbie Anderson, in my opinion. We're going to move on to the second wide receiver. Uh, He doesn't get a ton of volume. But Oakland has got a pretty rough secondary. I think the Titans want to get this win to solidify themselves in the wild card race. They're going to be playing a little bit desperate this week to keep themselves relevant. They're on a roll right now. And I do think A.J. Brown is a very good streamer this week. I think he'll be used in the red zone. Uh... Tannehill is looking really good in this offense. They're playing with confidence. Derrick Henry opening it up for these receivers with his run game. I think A.J. Brown for the Titans is a decent streamer this week. Now, I wouldn't put him at the top. If you've got other options that are ahead of A.J. Brown, look at your rankings. Email me. I'll give you the, the my opinion. But A.J. Brown for the Titans is a decent streamer this week for guys that are maybe the sixth seed in the playoffs, however your format is, and you, you snuck in there, but you don't have anybody, but maybe one, you know, you're an OBJ guy or something, and you don't have much at receiver. A.J. Brown's not a bad flex wide receiver three. Another guy that has been trending up, my next wide receiver is on Thursday night, so it'd be a quick decision. And I know I'm not a fan of Thursday night games because of this, because you got to worry about starting those players so early in the week. Then you go in, if they don't have a good game, you're going into Sunday stressed out. So I understand, and I'm a heavy Gallup owner for the Cowboys, so I understand what that feels like. But Anthony Miller, slot receiver for the Bears, I think the Cowboys are going to key on the outside receivers especially Allen Robinson. Are they going to stop him? Probably not. But they're going to probably try to contain Robinson. They're going to watch Gabriel for that deep ball. I know those defensive coordinators are looking at the tape, and that's what they're going to try to do, uh, bracket. They're going to get some help from the safeties. What this is going to do is open up the middle, and since the Bears don't really have a tight end at this point, their tight end position has been a disaster for two years now. I do believe... Anthony Miller is going to continue to get work and be an outlet for Mitchell Trubisky. He has been the last few weeks. I think they're going to continue that trend. And I think Anthony Miller is a good, sneaky play this week as maybe a flex. I wouldn't put him as high as a wide receiver, too. But if you're needing to dig deep at receiver or just a flex to throw in there, I do think Miller has a decent floor this week. He should get... You know, some targets and some catches, possibly a red zone look. 
My next receiver is really not a streamer. I don't even, the only reason why I put him on this list is he continues to be overlooked and he's been great all year. And as I was mentioning with Robbie Anderson and Darnold, I think if you expect Fitzpatrick to have a good day, this guy is his number one receiving target. And if Fitzpatrick has a good day, I believe Devontae Parker is not only a streamer, I think he's a must start this week. The Jets are weak at cornerback. No Jamal Adams at safety running around. Devontae Parker is a must start slash streamer option for the Dolphins this week. So if you have Devontae Parker, you've probably been starting him. If you have, going into the playoffs, a lot of people start trying to make decisions outside the box, worrying about, you know, win or go home situations in the playoffs. This contradicts what I was saying earlier about Josh Allen, because in most of my leagues that I made the playoffs in, he was a big guy that carried me to the playoffs. So every now and then you'll have that one decision where you can't take the guy that got you there. And still Josh Allen's on the table. I still may start Josh Allen over Fitzpatrick or Darnold in multiple leagues. I am just uh, trying to figure out uh, what's best in that situation at this point. But Devontae Parker, if you've been starting him, he's one of the guys that probably got you there. They've got a great situation I really shouldn't even have him on the streamer list. I definitely will be talking about him in the matchups. He needs to be started. Uh, What I was getting at is you need to start the guys that got you there. Don't get too cute. Do not get too cute. Stick with the guys that got you there. I know Chris Carson. People have been down on him, even though he had a decent week last week. People are worried about the Rams' defense next week. You do not stick Benny Snell in for Chris Carson. I think that's a pretty decent example of somebody that might be trending a little down. Everybody's freaked out over Rashad Penny. You still start Chris Carson over a Benny Snell. You've got to use the guys that got here. So don't get too cute. Keep it down to as minimal amount of waiver wire uh, pickups in the playoffs than you have to. You want to keep it as simple as you can and realize, look over the weeks that got you to the playoffs, figure out what guys helped you the most, and you know try to ignore the matchups to an extent because usually the guy on the bench is there for a reason. So try to stick with the guys that got you there. And this is something I'm weighing out. I know I keep mentioning it, but the Josh Allen uh, situation for me. It's tough because he's one of those guys that can just make things happen. My problem is the Ravens defense is so good right now. I don't know if Allen is going to be able to break down and run around against that very fast Ravens defense. Even though it's in Buffalo, this is the only edge I give to Allen. It is in Buffalo. Doesn't look like the weather is going to be an issue. That could have helped Allen a little bit. It helped the Niners last week against the Ravens. The weather was a big part of that game. It helped contain the Ravens a little bit. So they're not going to have any of that. It's a pretty fast track there in Buffalo. I think that they're going to get thrown into catch-up mode. Now the catch-up mode, if the Ravens get ahead, could be a good thing for Allen owners. Because if the Ravens get up ahead, they're going to let him throw around a little bit. They're going to play back on defense. He may get some passing yards and some lanes to run. 
So that's what you got to kind of play with with Allen is hoping he reaches his run floor during the catch-up mode because I've got the Ravens pretty much blowing out the Bills. I know everybody's high on the Bills. They played great against the Cowboys. The Ravens struggled a little bit against the Niners. I understand that. Uh, But this week, with no weather bugging the Ravens on that track in Buffalo, I think they're going to jump out early and jump out big. Your only hope for Singletary and Allen in that Buffalo Ravens game is garbage time trying to catch up and get back into the game. That's where you'll get your points with Allen or Singletary. All right, we're going to move on to one more wide receiver that I think is going to be a sleeper this week is Kenny Stills. I think with... They're decent cornerbacks for the Broncos. They are going to stick to Hopkins and Fuller. They're going to watch for that deep pass. They are going to bracket the outside and make sure there's safety help. More so on the Fuller side, Hopkins is really not a long-range receiver. He is more of a middle uh, to short uh, field type receiver that makes things happen after the catch. Uh, So... I believe this is going to open things up for Stills. I think he's going to get a lot of that slot corner slash safety linebacker work against him. He gets any kind of non-cornerback, a safety or anything on him. Stills is a big problem down the field using the seams. He'll even uh, run some posts towards, you know, sideline routes, uh, crossing routes deep down the field. Uh, I think Stills could cause problems for the Broncos in this game. I think he'd be good for a couple long shots. Uh, he'll be touchdown dependent, I believe. Uh, but I do think he's a deep, deep play. So if you're really struggling at receiver or you can't find a flex, Stills might even be on some waiver wires. He's not a bad sneaky play this week. We're going to move on to uh, a few tight ends. Uh, First, I want to start with Jack Doyle. He should not be a streamer this week. He is a top 12 must start. The Colts are decimated. They simply do not have very many options. T.Y. Hilton might be out for the year. Ebron is gone on IR for the season. Uh, The Colts are struggling right now with health. They just don't have enough guys in the passing game for Brissett to throw to. It's really that simple. And I think Doyle is going to eat up a lot of those targets. So Jack Doyle is a must-start. I'm starting him over Cook in multiple leagues. And Jared Cook has been playing extremely well for the New Orleans Saints. I've got Doyle ahead of Cook this week. Hollister, tight end for the Seahawks. Highest targeted receiver last week. He's been... Highly used for the last three or four weeks for the Seattle Seahawks. I think against this Rams team, that's going to be tough on the outside. I think Metcalf is going to draw Jalen Ramsey. I just don't see uh, much work on the outsides for the Seahawks this week. I believe it's going to be heavy running back and tight end usage. So... In that case, Hollister, for me, is a top 12 must-start this week at tight end. Another sleeper. This guy has burned a lot of people this year. They've had horrible quarterback play. I totally understand the risk, but the Cardinals are like the worst team I've ever seen against tight ends. 
unbelievably bad against tight ends. Therefore, Vance McDonald for the Steelers for me is a sneaky streamer this week. That's how bad the Cardinals defense is against tight ends. That even with Duck Hodges at quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Vance McDonald still is a good streamer this week. Solely on the reason that the Cardinals are that bad against the tight ends. And another deep sleeper at tight end this week. I know he's going against a, a defense that I'm starting in a few leagues as a DST, so I don't know how great of a day the Broncos are going to have overall. But Noah Fant, he's been heavily targeted. He's got a rookie quarterback that's going to need a security blanket back there. If he deals with any kind of pressure, he's going to be looking to get it out on short routes quickly. And I think that is going to favor Noah Fant, tight end for the Denver Broncos. I think Noah Fant is a good, deep play at tight end this week. We're going to move on to a couple DSTs that I think this week could help you if you've got some matchup issues. I'm a Patriots guy, and I'm picking this defense, this first defense I mentioned, over the Patriots in a couple leagues. That's just because the Patriots are playing the Chiefs. Uh, The Houston Texans, they've been streaming up. They've got a good scrappy defense going right now. They're playing a rookie quarterback. They're at home. They're at home against the Broncos. And the Broncos are a scrappy little team. They're no pushover. They just beat the Chargers in a good game. Uh, Their rookie quarterback, Locke, looked a lot better than expected. Uh, But I do believe the high emotion... And the role that they're on, I think the Texans defense is going to come in and play a strong game against the Denver Broncos. And I think they're a good DST to start this week. And my last streamer DST is the LA Chargers. I know they have not done well all season. They're on a lot of waiver wires right now. Uh, but they're playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going back to Minshew. They are in Jacksonville. Uh, but I do believe with everything I've heard coming out of the locker room, they got a coach that could be a dead man walking at this point. Uh, quarterback situation with Minshew and Foles is a disaster. Got players fighting in the locker room. I think that they're just in disarray there in Jacksonville. And I think the Chargers are coming in with now they've got Derwin James back at safety. Uh, They've got Phillips back at safety. They've got some decent pieces back on the defensive side of the ball. They don't have much to play for, but pride right now. But I do think just talent alone on this Chargers side of the ball and health finally back against a struggling Jacksonville team that could be one of the worst teams in football at this point, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I think the Chargers are a good streaming defensive play this week. All right, guys, that's my list of streamers on this first podcast of the week. Uh, I want to try to get to a couple games uh, to cover, including the Thursday night game. We'll start with that one since that game is tomorrow night. Uh, We'll start with the Cowboys at the Bears. Should be a decent game. I checked the weather out. I don't think weather's going to be a factor. It's going to be in the 40s, but no precipitation, very little wind. Uh, That's always an issue in Chicago. So the the wind being low and not really weather, you know, weather not really being a factor in this. 
You should have some decent options, at least on the Dallas side. Uh, Chicago is trending down. Uh, I know that the Cowboys will not have Van Der Esch, uh, but I would shy away from Montgomery. I would shy away. The only player on the Bears offense that I feel comfortable with this week just because of volume and they look for him is Allen Robinson. He'll get you something. He's not going to give you a goose egg. Trubisky will look for Robinson. He will make it happen. Uh, the other options are Montgomery. I would shy away. Gabriel is a deep play. <clears throat> they may really focus on Allen Robinson and try to keep him at a minimum in this game. If that's the case, Taylor Gabriel could be a sleeper this week against this Cowboys team. But Trubisky, primetime against a desperate Dallas team. After that loss in Buffalo, I mean, Garrett's job might be on the line. Prescott's trying to earn that $30 million a year. Uh, the Cowboys were flipping out in the locker room after that Bills game. I think they're going to come in very, very uh, aggressive against the Chicago Bears team. You've got coaches' jobs on the line. Uh, the season might be on the line, even though they're in a weak division and the Eagles look horrible. So I think the Cowboys are going to back into the playoffs, even no matter what happens. I think they're almost an automatic because the NFC East is the worst I've ever seen it in my entire 40 years of watching football. It is hideous. By far the worst division in all of football, the NFC East. That has been the crown jewel of the NFL for many, many, many years. Uh, not this year. Cowboys, Giants, Redskins, Eagles look absolutely horrible this year as a group. Cowboys, one of the most talented teams in the NFL, hands down. So I don't know if it's coaching, bad luck. I don't know what's going on in Dallas. But they are the most talented 6-6 six and six team I think I've ever seen. So could they turn it around? They have the talent there, Yes. Will it happen? I don't know. I expected them to have a big game against the Bills. We'll see. Uh, the Bears are not the Bills. The thing the Bears do have is a scrappy defense. So if Trubisky can keep it somewhat under control, let his defense do the work, who knows? Uh, Trubisky is not a play this week for me. No tight ends in Chicago. I would shy away from Montgomery. Gabriel's my deep play, and the only safe play for me is Allen Robinson on the Bears' side. On the Dallas Cowboys' side, Prescott is a top-12 quarterback just on volume alone. They air it out there in all conditions. Uh, I think he will come out ready to play after what happened against Buffalo on Thanksgiving. I think Prescott's going to put the ball in the air. Even against a very tough pass defense in Chicago, I still think Amari Cooper is going to be a must-start. I even personally believe Michael Gallup. He's been struggling a little bit the last few weeks. In this game, against a team that I know is going to be keen on Amari Cooper, I think Gallup probably will get Ukamara at cornerback instead of Fuller. I think they're probably going to put Fuller on Cooper. Could be wrong on that, but I believe that's what they're going to do in Chicago. Uh, therefore, Gallup should get some one-on-ones with Amukamara. He is a good cornerback, but he is not Fuller. Kyle Fuller is an all-pro. So I do believe Gallup is going to get some looks down the field. I think they're going to go, of course, you know, Elliott. To, I don't know how much 
traction they're going to gain with Elliott on the ground against the Chicago defense team. But they're going to use Elliott and then play action and, you know, hit Amari on his crosses. And I do think there's going to be a few deep balls to Gallup. All he needs is a couple catches on those deep balls and maybe a touchdown. He's got a good day for you. He's no higher than a flex. I would just shy away from him being a wide receiver, too. He's at the very top end of, you know, mid-20s in the rankings of the wide receiver three range. I do think this week is a good week to start Gallup. I know it's a Thursday night. It's early in your playoff week. It's If he has a bad game, it has a possibility of just, you know, driving you nuts until Sunday. Uh, but in a couple of my playoffs, out of my six playoff teams in three of those leagues, I'm starting Gallup at flex. So I, I personally do have confidence that Gallup is going to play well in this Thursday night game. Witten is too risky against this defense. I know it's a primetime game. They will look for Witten. Witten loves the lights. He'll get a few looks. I just don't know if it's going to be as much as it needs to be compared to a lot of these other tight ends. You know, I would start Hollister, Griffin, Doyle, even McDonald and Fant over Jason Witten this week. The only sleeper I've got, if he's healthy, you would have to pay attention to that. I used him as a flex last week in a few leagues. He wasn't horrible. Wasn't great either, but he's been trending up. They use him quite a bit in this offense. He could be open over the middle if they're keen on Cooper and Gallup. Randall Cobb, the slot wide receiver for the Cowboys, could be a very sneaky flex play this week. And of course, Zeke Elliott, matchup proof. Doesn't matter. I know it hasn't been the greatest of seasons for him. But you, in the playoffs, you start Zeke Elliott. There is no reason. I don't care how good the Bears defense might be on paper here or there. You start Zeke Elliott at all times in the playoffs if he's healthy on the field. So Zeke Elliott, no question. You start that kid every week. If I had a DST to choose in this game, even though the more talented DST is the Bears, I would go with the Cowboys because Mitchell Trubisky is not a good quarterback. So you're looking at possible turnovers with Trubisky and just low scoring. I don't see the Bears putting up a ton of points in this game. They have zero running game. Their offensive line is horrible. Uh, Trubisky is just not a good decision maker. I don't see uh, the Bears lighting up this Cowboys defense in any way. So a decent DST streamer to add to my streaming section there would be the Cowboys defense against the Bears. All right, guys, I got the Thursday night covered. Uh, We've got the streamers listed for you guys. I was going to delve deeper into the Sunday games, but since we've still got another round of waivers in some leagues... And uh, we've got a couple days of movement as far as letting guys make their decisions. I'll allow a few more emails to come in and figure out what I can do as far as helping you guys info-wise. I will add up, list uh, the things that I think a lot of people need to hear on the next podcast. We will do part two on Friday. So take a listen to me. We're on all formats. I will do my best to get you ready for the games on Sunday. That will be the, we'll also break down what happened on the Thursday night game 
and how to either lick your wounds or get ready for the Sunday action. So Friday's podcast will be very, very important. If you are listening to this podcast, you need to listen to part two on Friday. That's the podcast that is going to get you set up for your win or at least to be competitive on Sunday. I will try to cover all angles. I know how important this week is for guys. Uh, for the people that have listened to me all season, the guys that I really banter with quite a bit on the emails, uh, I really appreciate you guys this year. It's been a great regular season in fantasy. Can't wait till next year. Uh, stay tuned. I will get back to you on Friday, and we will get ready for the first round of the playoffs, well, in most leagues, and uh, just help you guys overall. Any DFS or daily questions, Uh, I usually try to handle them on the email, uh, but if you need me to address anything during the podcast for FanDuel or DraftKings, feel free to ask me. I will try to fit it in on the podcast. Uh, Breaking it up like this this week should give me a little extra time to focus during the podcast on a little bit of DFS play. Uh, That's mainly for the guys that didn't make the playoffs. A lot of people switch over to the DFS to get them through the rest of the season. All right, guys, good luck on your waivers. Good luck on who you picked last night off the first round of waivers. Good luck on the next round of waivers. Uh, Feel free to ask me any questions. Good luck to everybody. I'll get back to you on Friday. I'm out.